And so when I had my restaurant, um, we had this item that we served on the happy hour menu. And there were candied and spiced nuts that we heated up to order and served on a plate that looked like an apostrophe. And they were called these nuts. And probably my favorite thing on the planet to do was walk behind the bar and tell, you know, middle-aged women that were standing there that they needed to order some of these nuts. This is the Platform Marketing Show, where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy, and get the behind-the-scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the platform marketing strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform. I love marketing and I talk too much. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Tim Shermack and welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm here today with David Durst and we have a special mini episode for you. So what we do on these Platform Marketing mini episodes is we go really into specific detail on a uh, particular tactic, right? So this isn't like a a wide-ranging, broad conversation about, you know, David's business and career and story as much as it is a deep dive into one specific marketing tactic that David has kind of invented. And I think it's absolutely brilliant because I was actually a recipient of this marketing tactic and it made me think of him and it kept him top of mind with me. So uh, David is actually a loan officer in Arizona. He's been kind of in and around the platform family for, I don't know, five, five, six years now, something like that. And uh, so he's, he's, a, he's a loan officer, not a realtor. And obviously the last year has been um, very tough for loan officers with higher, you know, higher interest rates um, in 2022 and in here to uh, 2023. There obviously is pretty much no one refining right now the way that they were throughout, uh, you know, 2020 and 2021 and into early uh, 2022, refis have all but dried up. And so it's, it's just a very challenging environment to be a loan officer right now. And yet David Durst has uh, innovated this creative strategy to stay top of mind and start building deal flow with our real estate agents. So without stealing his whole story, because I want David to kind of tell, tell what he's up to, I'll just say that uh, he... He uh, used to work in the restaurant world. He's a chef. He knows tons about, you know, food and, you know, creating flavor profiles and all that. And he created a brand called uh, where he uh, ships out. Is it a, is it a, a pecans, right? Pecans, yeah. He, uh, he uh, ships out these orders of pecans and the brand is D's Nuts for David Durst. So D's Nuts. So you get a package of D's Nuts in the mail. And it's obviously kind of a tongue in cheek, sarcastic joke that just kind of puts a smile on your face. Cause it's not the type of overly professional stuffy type of communication that you probably expect from a loan officer, but you get a package of D's nuts in the mail and there's all sorts of, you know, puns and jokes written into these handwritten cards he attaches. But, you know, he puts his own unique spices and sugars and stuff into the, you know, the nuts each month to like send you send you something different and they're really good because keep in mind he's not just a loan officer he actually used to be a professional chef in the in the restaurant world. So, I'll just read through some quick results that David has got in the last couple of months just to kind of frame this up so people realize how effective this has actually been 
in helping him set appointments and get relationships, both with realtors and home buyers. And then David, I'll let you go kind of uh, rewind and tell the story um, from the very beginning. So just some quick stats is his first month. He sent out 29 packages of these nuts to various people in his sphere. You know, some were real estate agents, some were past buyers. He had worked with friends, just influential people that he knew that he wanted to stay top of mind with only three people didn't engage with him. So out of 29, he had 26 people who gave him a call or texted him or emailed him and thanked him for sending a package of these nuts. So 26 out of 29 people out of that first month, again, in the very first month. So it wasn't something that took six months to work or a year to work, like a lot of direct mail strategies or frankly, Facebook ads, or, you know, a lot of the marketing stuff that realtors do in the very first month, he was able to get four meetings scheduled with realtors. And that resulted in eight new home buyer leads that were introduced to David that needed help with a mortgage in the very first month he did this. And again, like he's not cold calling realtors saying, Hey, would you like to meet with me the way that most loan officers do? He just sent them a package of these nuts with, you know, a handwritten note and they couldn't help themselves, but message him back, call him, be like, dude, you know, what is this? And so in the second month, he's up to now 43 people up from 29 packages sent out to 43. He's scheduling more meetings. He's having more people reach out to him. Um, I got a text from him saying, and I quote, it's the most effective icebreaker I've ever had at my disposal. Um, so I just think this is a super creative way to get people in your sphere, past clients, database, friends of friends to actually engage with you because you can do all the cold calls in the world, send random text messages, the super cheesy generic pop buys, things like that. But sending someone like a handmade gift, in this case, it's like handmade pecans that are spiced i think what was the flavor you sent me this last month so this month was hot cocoa h-a-w-t cocoa so the idea is that you're getting something that's not overtly chocolate it tastes kind of cocoa not overly sweet and then there's a little bit of chili behind it yeah so it's actually funny because i didn't even taste i didn't even taste the uh, heat in it i know there was like cayenne peppers in there or something like that but my wife who is way more of a sensitive like mature flavor palette she's like "Ooh, there's some heat in here what is this this is really good and i was like i don't know i just think they taste good <laughs> i have no idea what's in it but it but it tastes good and uh we were both laughing over all the things that you wrote you know on the on the actual packaging itself because it's, it's very clearly handmade and i mean that as a compliment like you could tell that someone packaged this up and hand wrote all this and shipped it to us it's very obviously not being outsourced to some shipping company but that's what makes it so personalized and unique is like yeah i will think of you and i'm absolutely going to post these images on social media and i'll tag you in them saying thank you so much for sending this to me which i'm assuming has probably led to more people reaching out to you because they're probably messaging you saying hey can you send me some well actually i'm one of those people yeah. i reached out to you because i saw other people on social media tagging you and I was like, hey, can you send me a package of that? And now I'm on your list of people who receives the monthly um, the 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 month monthly club. shipment. Yeah, the uh, nut of the month club. There yeah. you go. So um, all of that being said, I wanted to frame this up from a marketing perspective of the fact that in the very first month, again, you got eight meetings set with real or excuse me, four meetings set with real estate agents, which resulted in eight home buyer leads 
sent your way who needed help with a mortgage. Cause again, you're a loan officer, not a realtor. So from a marketing perspective, the results are there. It's not hypothetical. You're not crossing your fingers, hoping you get some results, you know, out of this in six months or nine months or a year into the future, you got a ton of results the very first month that you did this because it's so creative. So take me back a couple months ago. What was going on in your life? What was the genesis to start doing this? You know, cause most, most loan officers don't wake up and think I'm going to start packaging food and sending it to people. And this will be how I build my business. Right. So yeah. what was the genesis that got you thinking about all this and just take us through your psychology of why, why and how you're doing this? Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I grew up, um, without a lot of money. And so a lot of times around the holidays, um, you know, we would make gifts for people, usually some kind of, um, you know, baked good or something of that nature. And, you, you know, like Tim said, this, this last year hasn't been the best economically for a lot of people. And, and I was one of those people. And, and so like, I, I needed something I could use for gifts for friends that would feel like they were getting something for me, but that wouldn't break the bank. And so when I had my restaurant, um, we had this item that we served on the happy hour menu and there were candied and spiced nuts that we heated up to order and served on a plate that looked like an apostrophe and they were called these nuts. And probably my favorite thing on the planet to do was walk behind the bar and tell, you know, middle-aged women that were standing there that they needed to order some of these nuts. And then we'd all have a good laugh over it and stuff like that. And it, and it was, it, you might offend two out of a hundred people with it. And so I knew it was a relatively safe space to go. And so I'm thinking to myself, right. Because well, hey, you have the maturity the of a 10 year old. So, yeah. <laughs> so like for the people that I work with, I'm like, this is a cool idea. So I, I make yeah, a different yeah. kind of nut. Now they're more of a praline than those were and um, put them in brown paper sacks. So it's a sack of nuts and then, you know, made handwritten tags that said D's nuts on it. You know what I mean? And then, my stepson's mom always says this thing that I think is absolutely hilarious. And she's like, oh, yeah, I want to have that dinner around my mouth, right? Like, it's like the naughty way of saying I want to eat something. And so, like, I'm just, like, thinking all these puns and putting them together. And the girls in my office absolutely loved it. They just laughed and laughed and they had so much fun. And they were like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's not the typical messaging. And is it PG-13? Yes. Yeah, Are you probably going to send a package to your pastor? Probably yeah. not. But like, it's hilarious because it's not what you would expect from a mortgage professional. Yeah. You know, when you think of what are the typical canned template direct mailers that are sent out from the corporate marketing department at Movement Mortgage or Fairway or U.S. Bank or Wells Fargo or whatever mortgage company, right, yep. that 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 someone thinks of, like they're pretty safe, predictable and therefore boring. Right. You know, I, I, I know years ago, like Dan Kennedy said, like the number one sin in marketing is being boring. Like nothing else matters how genius your targeting is or how brilliant your headline is or the messaging. None of that matters if you say it in a boring way. Yeah. And that's what I think is so brilliant about this. It's like, is it kind of edgy, tacky? You know, like I said, it's PG-13. Yeah, all that's true. And it's hilarious and it makes people laugh and it's not what they would expect from a position, frankly, as boring as a mortgage loan officer. Like it's a boring industry and you're selling loans and everyone essentially has the same rates. Exactly. Right? So, so like, how do you compete you, with people? You have to look different in a very visible yep. way. Yep. 
I love it. So, you know, the reaction from the girls in my office was really positive. And I'm like, man, I was just like the way that they felt like it was more than I could have hoped for with what it was, right? Like what was in their bag totaled maybe like a total value of like four bucks. You know what I mean? But it, I got a $50 value out of the reaction. And I'm like, yeah, wow, that's this is this is powerful. And so we were meeting up the, on Christmas Eve with a real estate agent that we do a lot of business with and their families. And we were all going to a Cirque du Soleil show together. And I brought bigger bags and dropped them in the middle of the table. There were going to be kids there. I made my same handwritten labels because I needed to see around people that I trusted, I knew wouldn't hate me for making a joke about nuts with their kids there, that this wouldn't, this would fall right, right? And so then it went completely over the kid's head, but the kids loved eating them. And then the parents were laughing and they were having a good time. And it sparked this whole creative conversation that was totally inspired from a pun. And I'm like, okay, this, I'm really onto something here. So I created a realistic target of 30 people and only a, about a third of those are people that I'm actively trying to do business with. Everyone else sure. was somebody that I had been coaching or working with that maybe didn't do a lot of production and so felt like they owed me favors, people that actually owed me favors. So, you know, here you are, you know, making another deposit into that emotional bank account. And that person's like, I can't do anything but post this on the internet. I would be a total yeah. jerk if I didn't, right? And so I was well, really that's 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 what I think is so interesting about this strategy because a platform we've we've said this before of like, you know, thoughtfully use guilt as a marketing strategy of like when you send someone a gift card or send someone, you know, something of value, it should be valuable enough that they would kind of feel like a dick if they didn't post about it on Facebook or they didn't call you back or if you call or you follow up with an email saying, hey, did you get what I sent you, that they actually reply because it would almost be rude not to. Now, if you cold call someone or you send them a, just a typical salesy email and then you you know, you know email them later, hey, did you get my email? They don't really feel any sense of moral obligation to get back to you because it's like, well, yeah, I, I got your cold call, but of course I didn't answer it, but I don't need to tell you that, right? right? But if you send someone this like thoughtfully crafted, handmade, you know, package of uh, candied, you know, pecans that are like you made these from scratch. Uh, so to be clear, you didn't go buy a bunch of these wholesale from Costco and then just package them up and put a sticker on it with your logo. Right. You are making these completely from scratch, sourced from local, you know, uh, uh, pecan farmers in Arizona. It is a hundred percent a creation of your own making everything from the nuts to the actual packaging. So if you send that in the mail to me, I kind of feel like a dick if I don't make a post on Facebook and I tag you and it's saying, Hey, thank you so much, David Durst. I got this package from you. This is so awesome. And then obviously what's, what just happened is you just gained access to my entire sphere. Cause now all my friends are going to see that I posted that. And they're gonna think, who's this David Durst guy? You know, what's, what's going on here. So you're absolutely right. Like that, that, that creativity and that thoughtfulness of the personalized handmade gift, does it cost you more than just mailing someone a business card? Yeah, of course it does. But that's the difference between having uh, 25 people out of like, or excuse me, 26 people out of 29 people. The first month you sent this to 26 out of 29, which is like 95% of them, 
actually messaged you back or posted on Facebook about it, you know, versus if you mail out a bunch of business cards to people in January and you're like, Hey, let me know if I can help you in the new year with buying or selling a house, you know? Uh, it's like, I don't know if you mailed out a thousand, you might hear back from five people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and that's, what's just been so impressive with this, right. Is you give yourself the thing that I find is kind of speaking to your point about not having to take six months to do something. I might spend the same budget as someone would be spend in six months, but I'm having immediate conversations with people. And, you right. know, I, I've, uh, I read a book a few years ago that has really taught me a, a lot about the way that I sell. And it's the five languages of, of appreciation in the workplace. Um, it's a, a sister um, book to the five langu love languages. And um, really looking for as many creative ways to speak in a language that people will hear. That's why I take the time to handwrite things. You can tell that someone spent quality time, right? Like there's something going on there. People are receiving something of value. You know what I mean? And then I'm following it up with words of affirmation and having, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm hitting a lot of those yep. bases in this process and all with the goal of setting myself up and making my sales process easier. And so as I worked my way through this, my team got really excited about it and we planned out my whole year. And so I started developing recipes for the whole year. When I started this, I only had one and it was the, my traditional recipe, which is cinnamon and nutmeg. You haven't gotten that one yet, Tim. And so yeah, like, that's, uh just go ahead and keep sending me the same one every month. I don't care because whatever you sent me last month was amazing. So, well, that's part of the fun for me. So one of the things I miss about the food industry is the creative aspect of what I got to do with designing menus yeah, and yeah. recipes and things of that nature. And so anytime I can tap into that, it feeds me. So as I was making this plan, everything started to get easier and easier and easier because this is something that I would choose to do for fun. That's now something that I get to share with people that we get to have fun doing together. And it it really is insane to a point to where like if I can skip ahead a month of success where I can get to this month of 43 instead of 29, I went to yeah. a realtor's office um, to drop off this month's delivery. I had had a couple of conversations with her on um, Facebook Messenger from last week's delivery. I could tell I had interest, but there wasn't buy-in. And so I was expecting, you know, just some FaceTime yeah. and I'm and I'm out because I don't want to be there. I don't want to harass. Well, I don't like, want to start the just sales think... process till I know I've got something to, to, to take from them. Right. Yeah. But I mean, think of how often uh, how often realtors get cold calls and emails and messages and they send the generic like, you know, uh, the uh, edible fruit arrangements or they send donuts on Monday mornings or all the things that lenders do to try to grab a realtor's attention it's because at the end of the day all lenders do the same thing all lenders essentially have access to the same products the same rates the only thing they can really claim as a source of differentiation is like hey i have better service or i'll work harder for you or i have better communication than other lenders but guess what every effing lender is going to say that. the same thing yeah, so 100%. they're all at the end of the day they have the same products and they're going to say the same thing that they have better service or communication and so if you go in with something thoughtful and personalized like this, I mean, is literally handmade in small batches. You know, I mean, that's kind of become a cliche in the last, you know, the last couple of years. But it's something that is personally handmade by you. You have earned five minutes of their attention because they're going to be like, what? You know, this is so unique. Like, you know, I mean, to, to use another example, like you could maybe order pizza 
for um for a local real estate office and you order domino's pizza or whoever delivers to that office and for a split second they might be like oh cool that was nice of him and then they immediately forget about you because they know that the only reason you did it is because you're hoping that they send you some of their home buyers you know who need uh who need a mortgage but what if you had a background in pizza making and you set up shop with like a portable pizza oven and you went to the real estate brokerage and you were there over lunch hour like custom making fresh pizzas on site and giving them to people like you were making the pizzas there handmade. You didn't just order them. Right. I guarantee you that would result in more interesting conversations with the agents there. Cause they'd be asking you, where did you learn how to do this? Where do I get this, you know, set up? Right. It's just thinking like a human again, like mm -hmm. taking off your businessman corporate hat and being like, what can I do to get people to engage with me on a personal level that they're not thinking about this as a B2B business relationship. You know, this is why Platform last year sponsored a rodeo. Yeah. Is we wanted to do a fun event to hang out with our clients. We didn't want it to be under the guise of another conference or mastermind or seminar or in any way have it feel like a, I guess, a business event or a trading. We just wanted to go hang out. And so we sponsored a rodeo in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota and a bunch of people came from all across the country just to hang out, yeah. you know, and the memories we have from that are amazing. And it's like, what's the ROI of that? Like, I don't know, because you can't really measure the ROI of relationships right. except for looking out long term. But I do know that now a year later, you know, none of the people who attended that rodeo have quit platform. They're all still working with us and they're all referring people to us because it doesn't feel like a businessy transaction right. right so that's what i think is so amazing so you said you walked into this realtor's office yeah she's a, you were thinking hey i'm just gonna stop and drop them off you know what happened so the thing that was crazy so i'd stopped the receptionist i asked if she was there and she's like yeah she's in her office and so kind of direct that i go in there i pop my head and she's on a zoom call so like, I'm feeling super rude, like I'm stepping on a meeting, I would feel disrespected if somebody did it to me. But she saw that I what I had in my hand and knew who I was. And she's like, Hey, have a seat right here. I really want to talk to you. And so I sit down, she's, you know, on her zoom meeting for several more minutes. I didn't know, don't know how much time. But like, just the fact that she's having me wait specifically for that was was nice, right? And um, so we sparked up conversation, she got off the phone, I could tell she was really impressed with what we had going on. Well, then one of the other girls that walks in her office and she's like, hey, you're the taco guy, like completely unconnected to what I've got going on. Somebody else in her office had seen my marketing. And then another person walked by and like, oh, is that that nut guy that you were talking about? You know what I mean? So it's like people in the office after one month when I'm dropping off the second order know who I am. It reminds me so much about what you talk about with with platform and when you're doing a good job and that you become a celebrity in the community, right? Like. I'm doing the same thing in a in a gorilla fashion. And then so like very practically, if the only value that I got were that these meet cutes were more effective and that I had more effective meetings, it would be a win. But what's amazing is that I'm also getting internet love on it that's also amplifying my brand and, and my level of celebrity. This has far exceeded my most modest, you know, even my wildest dreams with the, in, in regards to this. It's just easy to a point to where because of that success, I'm that much more engaged in what's going on the next month and being creative and really wanting to pour myself yeah. into it because I'm yep. getting a very good return on my time investment. Because I'll I'll not joke with you. With this last round, 
the 43 that I did, I in, I spent an inordinate amount of time doing my handwriting, right? Like it's, if there's any one thing I'm going to find a way to, to simplify for myself, it's that aspect. But the creative portion of me won't give away the appearance control until I really have a feeling sure for what I want people to, to get there, right? And so there's just a certain amount of this creative process that I'm working out handwritten, but eventually most of the card yeah. will be printed, but then like maybe my postscript will be handwritten where I make sure that my handwriting's still there. Cause I've got, that's one of the things all of the, the ladies in my office give me a really hard time for cause I have really girly handwriting. It's super neat. <laughs> and so they're always giving, giving me a hard time. But in this situation, it becomes a superpower, right? Like it's that thing where it's like, it's you can tell it's handwritten because the lines aren't straight and things of that nature. And so there's that element of the macaroni necklace that your kid gives you, you know what I mean? That, that aspect of something sure. that's created by someone else's hand creates a different feeling on someone else. So I don't want to lose that aspect, but one of the opportunities for me is just finding efficiency from the time aspect. Total time in this project for the 43 deliveries just on preparation, making the nuts, doing all the packaging has is, is been about 10 hours and delivery time closer to five or six. The first month that I did this, where I saw incredible success, this is where I knew it was going to be a good idea. I had to, I planned a trip to Montana to go help my stepmom move. And so I was going to be out of town and not able to work and really only reachable by phone for limited amounts of time. And so I timed it to where when I left town, my son was driving around and delivering these nuts to people. And then he would send me a picture of it on the person's doorstep. And then I would text them that picture and I'd say special delivery or welcome to the nut of the month club or whatever, creating that experience where like, hey, you know that something there is waiting at home for you and it's from me, right? And then it's, then it's, there's this interaction at the end of the day when they get home to get, oh my God, these are delicious or whatever. So the whole time I'm out of state doing something, I'm making money, I'm, I'm setting meetings for myself, creating a situation to where when I came back to town, I could hit the ground running. There was no week of lost time, right? I invested the time in a strategic way that allowed me to go and do what I would do anyways. I'm always going to communicate with clients and things of that nature when I'm gone, right? So it just allowed me to have a working vacation that wasn't really working. That's, I mean, that's amazing because I'm like doing the math in my head of like what what you would normally have to spend in other marketing channels to create the amount of relationships and leads and actual conversations that you've created in your very first month. And you, I mean, you'd have to be spending thousands of dollars a month to get that many realtors technically in your sphere, or that many home buyer leads coming in. And I mean, I know I, had, I, I think you said the first couple months you've been spending like $500 a month or so approximately on this. Yeah. Like when you look at the cost of shipping, gas driving around um you know for the uh the uh, deliveries that you made in person i mean obviously the the cost of buying the ingredients of the actual pecans and the spices and sugars and i mean all all the actual food ingredients it's like so yeah it, it maybe has a 500 dollars cost plus whatever time you're spending on it but it's yet created in the very first month i mean if you just if you think about uh you, you set uh, four realtor meetings and you spent $500, let's say. Now, again, there's some time into it too, but it's not like you spent 80 hours on this. Well, a lot know? of that's so discovery like time. time and creativity time, right? That like 
once you get it to a point you've got a rhythm it, to continue to yeah. produce that doesn't take the, the same amount of time and so you know there's a little bit of trial and error as i'm looking at the way that things look and things of that that nature that you know i think just my business mind is engaged in trying to find a way to perfect that process and and, and make it easy but the cool thing is is i have a year of this essentially planned out i'm two three months ahead on my verbiage on my cards really making sure that i'm I'm thinking things out and being strategic. And then the thing that's just amazing yeah. is, you know, as a part of what I do, I work with a lot of newer agents and help them with their marketing and teach them how to engage their sphere. And I have two real estate agents that are using this for that very purpose. And so um, the setup that I have with them is I make them four pounds of nuts. That four pounds of nuts will distribute to 16 people. So it's four ounce portions. I give them all my verbiage for my, my handwritten cards. They handwrite the cards. Sure. Um, I give them the verbiage for my tags. The nuts are mine. So the partnership that I have with them as we're talking about lead generation is I provide the nuts. They handle the packaging, the handwriting, and the delivering for their, for their people. But then they're tagging the D's Nuts page that I've created. So the D's Nuts is kind of this marketing hub for everybody that's getting these things and amplifying this brand and kind of this, this coaching circle that I'm creating and building relationships that way. But it's just one of those things where like, as they're doing that, my footprint and the recognition and the recognizability um, increases. And as that happens, it just greases more wheels for me. I anticipate by the end of the year, that I'm going to have a lot of success. And as I created this program, oh, yeah. the thing that I wanted to do, my goal for myself was to create 12 new agent relationships and get um, one lead from each one of those relationships over the course of the year. I'm ahead of pace, obviously. You know, I got I got two last month where it's two new agents, two new leads. Um, but a number of the other leads that I got were from people that I had existing relationships with that maybe I hadn't seen anything from in a while. And, it, and again, because this creates a situation to where I'm making a deposit in someone's emotional yeah. bank account, like there, there's the law of reciprocation, like people want to give back. And, and so it's, it makes me feel good because I'm not out there with my handout asking people for something. I'm out there giving people something and giving them the opportunity to give me something back. And, and it's, and it works. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just works. Like it would be cool if you were doing this and frankly, even in the first month you got one meeting. Cause I think most lenders, if they were, if, if they could reliably pay $500 and get a quality meeting with a realtor who is actually interested to talk to them, they'd pay $500 to get a meeting. So it's like, Hey, if I have to spend $2,000 a month to get four quality meetings with realtors that might send me business. Like that would honestly probably mathematically be worth right. it. And yet you had four meetings in the very first month, like the very first month before the whole concept of repetition started to even affect things. Like the very first shipment that went out of these nuts, you spent, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rounding up. Cause I think it was, I think it was actually less than $500. Yeah, the first month that you definitely spent, was. You know, yeah, like let's just say you spent five hundred dollars, you get these four meetings. So that's a cost per meeting of like a hundred twenty-five dollars. And then obviously, if you look at the cost per home buyer lead that came in of eight, I mean five hundred divided by eight is what like sixty-two fifty, sixty bucks. Like yeah, exactly. So it's like every sixty dollars you're spending on this, essentially, you're getting an actual uh, home buyer lead who's looking to buy a house and needs. A mortgage. And again, I, I know I've said this 10 times, but 
it's in the very first month you did this. So imagine after you've been doing this for, let's say, six months to 12 months and that repetition of a new package arriving from David Durst every single month. Imagine how top of mind you're going to be with all of these with all of these people. So I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant what you've done. I'm excited to see what it does for your business for the rest of the year. Cause you're still early in this and it's already creating, uh, creating results. David, let me ask you one final question. Uh, what do you think is the most important takeaway? Maybe for someone who doesn't have a food background, who's never run a restaurant, they weren't a chef, but they're thinking, okay, how do I apply this principle of creativity into my business, whether I'm a realtor or a loan officer, what do you think is the real like psychological principle that's operating here that's making this work so well for you? Authenticity. I think that this is one of those things that feels like authentically me. David Durst from nuts to bolts. This is something to where I'm sharing myself with other people, my sense of humor, my creativity, the essence of me is in here. And like, that's why I'm really intentional about the verbiage and things of that nature. And, you know, something a lot of people don't know about me. I I had a really elaborate proposal to my wife and I sent her on a scavenger hunt to find me. And there were four clues on this scavenger hunt that were handwritten much like these notes were. In fact, that's the inspiration for that whole thing, right? Like I try to incorporate stories from my life into my inspiration, my message, because it makes opportunities, conversation opportunities easier. I have a compelling reason to talk about something special in my life that's my marriage and something that's important in my life without being grimy or throwing it in someone's face. It's just the story that I've created. I It's like a tangible gift that you're giving somebody that has a story attached to it. And that's one of the big things that I learned having worked in the restaurant and beverage industry previously is that the things that truly sell people are the stories, right? Like I can, I can describe a dish and make it sound incredibly appetizing for you. But if I have a story attached to that dish and I personalize it in some way, people can't get enough of it. You know what I mean? Because you've just given somebody something that much more special. It's no longer food. They're eating a story. And that's powerful. I love that. Um, I can't end the podcast on a better soundbite than that. It's no longer food. They are eating a story. So, uh David, thank you for your time today, and I hope this was really valuable for people. If they want to get in touch with you, would you mind sharing your cell phone number here? If there's any realtors who want to pick your brain about marketing or how you're pulling this off, like what's your cell phone number? Yeah, you can reach me at uh, 602-616-6793, and I'm always happy to talk marketing in these things. And if it's a situation where someone wants to utilize this idea, I'm, I'm happy to share what I've done. I'm happy to make nuts, and we can ship them and make arrangements and those kinds of things. But more importantly, if you want an idea going through creative process of figuring out how to do this for yourself with something that's uniquely you, I'm good at identifying those things too and be happy to collaborate with someone. Cool. So what was your cell phone uh, number again? Just one more time. 602-616-6793. Cool. Guys, hope this was valuable and we'll see you on the next episode of The Platform Marketing Show.